ladies and gentlemen. Pay attention. This is your boy, the coach from the WWE. I would like to welcome you to the very first wrestling podcast in the world to take you on a weekly deep dive in the classic matches along with legends of the squared circle. Enjoy the discussion. Enjoy the back and forth. There's so much to get into. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Payoff. Welcome to an all-new episode of The Payoff. Merry Christmas. I'm Tom. That's Jeff. Last episode of 2022, my friend. Yeah, happy holidays. Here we go. You know, post holidays, and we're right in the middle of it all, and, and celebrating a little time off, time with family, all that stuff. And what better to end the year, you know, with uh, our, our Ric Flair family and Sting, little WCW action here, NWA. It's exciting stuff, absolutely. Yeah, it makes it makes sense to finish the year uh, with Starcade, and then we're uh, we're entering the thick of Royal Rumble season here uh, after the holidays. Yeah, just excited. Before we know it, I mean, yeah, we're going to this time next week, we're practically, you know, we're, we're going to be able to start saying we're on the road to mania here soon, which is a little crazy. But uh, hey, you know what? I'm all right with that. It's always exciting time in wrestling. Should be a good show, all kinds of good stuff. But uh, before we get there, we got this. So, yeah. And, and, and why did you want to cover this one? Yeah, this was, I think we had talked about this one a lot. This is one of those where I feel like kind of the second half of 2022 for you and me has been a lot of, we've had like matches that we were talking about, roundabout, and then this was one that kind of was one that was important, kind of almost like a cap off to, or like a, a starting point to a different point in the story or something like that. And so uh, just it was a good one to kind of end the year. Of course, we're going to be seeing Sting as well soon too. I know the Great Muda plays into this a little bit. They got the retirement match at Sting going to be a part of who knows when we're going to have our next rick flair retirement match it's only a matter of time here and so um, i'm sure we'll be seeing that match pretty soon here in the coming weeks as well so um yeah just all good stuff you know who doesn't love uh who doesn't love a good retire you know i hope he you know nice retirement for rick flair you know kind of sunset him a little bit it could take a couple years but we'll be all right so yeah 30 30 plus years ago and these guys both worked matches this year unbelievable all Which right. is insanity. Yep. All right. <clears throat> Let's get into the build. Oh, it's time for the build. Did you notice the uh, tagline for this show? Starcade 89, Future Shock. Future Shock, yes. They came up with some crazy shit, man. Like these like WCW like taglines. And I, I don't they, they It's just funny. The um, the VHS cover uh, is is pretty cool too it's just got future shock written really big stings on the cover yep. Yep. really really fun stuff here um this show took place at the omni which was the arena in atlanta i'm assuming that's where the uh atlanta hawks used to play as well uh december 13th 1989 10, 000, uh in attendance and uh yeah it was kind of this weird time where like and I remember watching some of these shows or renting the tapes and like, it was like WCW, but it was the NWA and it was always kind of tough to like decipher the difference. I just think from a branding standpoint, they, they always did such a horrible job of that. And, and it was like, just either would have been fine, but it was always kind of confusing. And then you had NWA titles and WCW titles and was never a fan. Yeah, uh, yeah. 12 matches on this show. Um, and actually some long ones too. So, so a ton of wrestling. 
Um, Steiner Brothers defeating Doom by Countout, which was Ron Simmons and Butch Reed. Uh, Lex Luger defeating Sting in a singles match. Then you had the Road Warriors defeating Doom. Then Flair defeating Great Muda, who you'd mentioned. That was only a two-man match. The mm-hmm. Steiner brothers <laughs> then defeating the Road Warriors. Sting defeating the Great Muda. The new Wild Samoans, which I didn't even know were a team. That was Samoan Savage and Fought Two. Um, to, accompanied by the Big Kahuna defeating Doom. Flair and Luger ended at 17 minute and 15 second time limit draw. I'm assuming it was supposed to be 20 minutes, but they may have gimmicked that a little bit because they were running yep. on time. The new Wild Samoans defeating the Steiner brothers. Lex Luger defeating Great Muda by DQ. The Road Warriors defeating the new Wild Samoans. And then finally, we get to Sting and Flair. So we've got this like point system and you're you're going to explain all of it i'm sure but we had the iron man tournament we had the iron team tournament um again a for effort i think but sometimes this shit's just really hard to understand you know and it's like it, even some of this stuff i know <laughs> tried over the last 20 years you know heart was in the right place by trying these things but sometimes it's like it's just hard. You know, we're watching wrestling to just chill the fuck out, not to like put our thinking caps on and, and, and run numbers here. So uh, curious, you know, how we got here, um, you know, this, this point system, all of this, I, I know you're going to cover it, but tell us how we got to this main event of sting and flare. Yeah, it really, like you said, it's, it's super convoluted this show. And if you're like, wow, you guys have said all the same names multiple times. Yeah. That is what this show is built around. That's the other thing too. Like if I had paid, you know, in 1989, my, you know, 20, $30 ticket to go to the show. And then this is what I got was the same matches, just different people or, you know, different people in the same matches over and over again. Like I'd be pretty pissed. And so, yeah, this show itself really focused around, like we said, the Iron Man and the Iron Team tournaments. And, it's super convoluted and super like, you know, I, I'm going to say it's like, okay, it was 20 points for a pinfall or submission, 15 for a count out, 10 for a DQ and five for a time limit draw and zero for a loss. I, while it's not difficult to remember that, it's difficult to remember that. Like why? Like you said it perfect. Like I don't want to have to go to a wrestling show and you know be kind of jotting down at the time, you know, kind of writing down or just kind of even if they're putting it up on the screen to remember who's where at what point. You know, nowadays we have a note out and kind of be doing that, but like it just made no sense. And then even like the scoring in this ended up being super close. So you're just like, oh wow, like Lex Luger actually won a bunch of like both times, but because of how the points were divvied up that's why sting ended up where he was on or winning like that kind of tournament but also the the match between sting and flair like it while it was part of the tournament like it wasn't a main event because Luger actually had more points and like it's just it makes no sense at this point. So uh and, and you got something like the great Muto coming in with zero points on this one. So on the tag side, the Road Warriors ended up winning over the Steiner brothers to um like to win the tournament. But the crazy thing is like the Road Warriors and the Samoans was the final tag match, and like St- Luger had more points. Like again, even explaining this, it's 
dumb. And so it makes no sense why they could, you know, why they did it this way. I get it. Like we're all for a tournament nowadays, but not like this. This is kind of stupid, but that is how they set up the tournament. A card was kind of laid out. But on this one, of course, you had really it was the year previous to this uh, 1988 is when Sting started to get his main push and him having some flares with Flair and the Horsemen. That really continued uh, through most of 1988. And then you had Sting with some different feuds kind of things happening there and stuff like that. Of course, we remember back to at this point too, like Flair also like feuding with Terry Funk, Ricky Seamboat. Um, that was over the NWA world heavyweight championship sting was executing with a great muda for the nwa world television championship so you had this these guys kind of you know they were in each other's realms but they were going for different different belts and these are the kind of guys that you had involved and so it was really that summer of 1989 where you started Again, even though these guys had a match together, where, and we'll still see the dissension after, but Flair and Sting kind of were aligning themselves with each other at this point. And so um, you had Flair getting attacked by the great Muda, Muda and Sting actually coming out to help Flair on that one. And then you had uh, Sting and Flair feuding with the great Muda and Terry Funk, actually. So that playing into a little bit of who Flair had been feuding with. And so um, you really had that. Uh, there was a Thunderdome match where these two guys, or I say four guys, actually Sting and Flair beating the Great Muda and Funk in that Thunderdome match it was actually Halloween Havoc in October. And so, again, it, we these guys, you know, Flair and uh, Sting had been tagging up till this point a little bit, you know. You, you, so the the match did make sense at least in regards to, you know. It wasn't just like out of nowhere where these guys ended up wrestling each other, but also at the same time, like, you know, it, you, you face heel that they not, to, you know, yeah, Flair's always kind of the heel, you know, kind of that playing into this a little bit. And so, but not a ton. And so um, really the the big catalyst for this match was even though these guys had been, I say in each other's you know, wrestling universes, it was because of this tournament that these guys had this match. And again, not even like kind of where the scores were and stuff like that. It, it just kind of you know, very odd and things like that. So um yeah, just kind of get into this match. That's kind of where we're at at this point and see what happens. All right. Well, we are at the two-hour, 31-minute mark of Starcade 89, Season 7 on Peacock. Two hours, 31 minutes. Jeff, are you ready? More quick time. I forgot to ask you. Did you get anything in your stocking for the holidays? I, I did not. Did you? Uh, I did actually. I said one of the the uh, my uh, lovely wife actually replaced uh, one of my manscaped uh, tools for me and got me a new one. Um, and so uh, yeah, the new Weedmaker, new nose trimmer, all that stuff. And I was surprised to hear she goes, "Yep." I used your promo code. And so I was like, hey, you know what? You don't have to tell me this. That's what I'm all about. Thank you very much. It was exciting. I had it was one of those I had no clue what it was when I was opening it up. And so I was like, hey, this is perfect. And so um, because I've had mine for a couple of years now, actually. And so I had been, I think I had just been complaining off the cuff. I was like, I need to get a new one. Like, you know, this, you know, but this is what I want. And sure enough, there it was. And so want to remind everybody, even though the holidays are over, maybe you got a little extra cash in your pocket, you're looking to spend some of that money. Do not forget our promo code. It's just payoff at manscaped.com. It's giving you 20% off and free shipping everything at manscaped.com. 
And so now's the time of year to use it. You've still got some holiday deals going on now that we're right after the holidays, you know, kind of open up, uh, you know, open up the checkbook, uh, you know, open up the, or, you know, get the credit card out. Let's make sure that, you know, giving them, you know, some love as well too, because they've given us some love over the years as well too. So again, great company, great products. Tom and I stand by them a hundred percent. We wouldn't talk to you about them if we didn't believe that they were the best ones out there. Spend the money on the good stuff. And so that's manscaped.com using our promo code payoff to 20% off and free shipping and manscaped.com. So Tom, now I am ready. Yes. It's time for the payoff. Oh, it's time for the payoff. Not go to a draw if he wants to win. Yeah, this is a wild set. Are you looking at this like the, the yes, the multi-tiered stage? Yeah, multi-tiered stage. Ramp coming this down. This might be the fastest, toughest 15 minutes of Sting's lifetime. Side headlock by the Stinger on Nate. Yeah, that's yeah, a so wild. That's a wild set. That's pretty cool. I want to see it again. To describe it for those at home, it's almost like a two tiers, like Donkey Kong like stage with like different. It's got you know two levels that come down to it. So that's something you've ever seen actually since I don't think that's actually kind of, yeah very cool setup here. And so uh, kind of your stand. Other than that, nineteen eighty nine kind of your standard ring uh, setup here as well though too. Nothing special about that, but the stage very cool. Yeah, yeah. Eric Bischoff mentioned something on his podcast before, and I, I think it's a really good point in this show. It really hammers it home, which is, you know, think about this. You're asking for whatever, 25, 30 bucks, whatever pay-per-views were at the time. You didn't really know what you were getting. Mm-hmm. It's not like you knew you were getting, you know, certain matches, like in, in based on this point system and, you know, everything else, like you didn't, you just, it was just kind of odd, right? Like, I mean, I mean, maybe they, I guess, I guess you knew that everything was round robin. So like you, you knew that you'd get like a match, but like, you didn't know what order you didn't know necessarily. You just didn't know much. I I don't know. And like, technically, and then like, it could have like been spoiled because it's like, well, if the last match is Flair Sting, then obviously like, you know, you're like, chances are they're going to both be in it. I I don't know. It's just kind of odd. And, and even like, um and Pritchard mentioned it too but like even with like Cyber Sunday it's like well I, am I getting you know what two guys am I getting I don't I really don't know what I'm buying and mm-hmm. hey I'm a huge Shawn Michaels fan and he lost the the poll so he's not even gonna wrestle on the show well that yeah. sucks so right. I think you can do that stuff so like stuff like this I think I think it works out really well on TV and I think you can even get away with it on like a uh, PLE, right? Mm-hmm. You're not paying for it, but like, you know, I, if I'm Tony Khan, I'm not doing something like this where I'm asking for 50 bucks and people don't even know what the hell they're buying. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And this is one, like he said, so uh, to kind of set this up at this one, that if Flair wins, he wins the tournament. If it goes to a draw, Luger uh, ends up with the most points. And so, while Flair is the heel in this match and kind of playing the heel a little bit, Flair is actually, I, I guess I'll say the underdog on this one. Like he's, he's the one that needs to get the win here. And so even that's kind of a weird setup. Like the, the heel shouldn't be the one that's going like, 
that's on you know going for the win on this one. Like it should have been Sting that is like you know trying to topple the heel and the heel being the heel to win the match. Like so, even that aspect of it is kind of unusual here. I will say it's it's odd, and I'm going to say this: Sting is actually in the black and white, but it is not the uh, black and white that we are accustomed to. Uh, this is, of course, the uh, Surfer Sting at this point. But uh, surprisingly enough, actually wearing black and white face paint. Um, as the sting, but then has the uh, rainbow scorpion on the uh, black uh, tights uh, for his outfit and, and uh, some fancy yellow boots as well here too. And so um, both guys just kind of uh, nice action at this point, kind of running the ropes and sting kind of showing off a little bit here with the girl across. Yeah. Sting looks great. I mean, moving around great and obviously yep. physically looks like a million bucks. How much more? So we're at the end of 2022 here. Is 2023 going to be Sting's last year? Are we going to, you know, are we going to see Sting into the to the future here? Like, man, the man, every time he's out there, like getting the pops, great matches, like it's crazy. I mean, how many years has he been in AEW? Like three, four years? Uh, it, well, he's 63, what, 63? Yeah. And so three years, right? Yeah, he joined in 2020, but still. So, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll say, um, let's see, December 2nd, 2020, Sting made his debut. So, um, we, bare, yeah, right, yeah, two full years. But still, it feels like three because, yeah. Why, why, why stop? I mean, you're working tag matches. You're having fun. I think they've done a great job. He's been, I think. It's weird because he's been with Darby Allen the whole time. There's been no talk of really him and Darby kind of turning, but then also he makes appearances and you know has run-ins and all these different things. And no, no, so, I, I, actually, I, I and I and I, you know, I was thinking about it, like I, I wouldn't I don't why break them up? Like, I mean, I, Darby's not a heel. Yep. Neither, you know, I mean, I, it's like it's like Jeff Hardy. Like, like they're just they're just people that like fans just love them. Like, yep. don't make them a heel. So. You know, I keep I keep Darby and, and Sting together. You know, maybe Sting's last match is a singles match. You know, one of the questions is where's Sting's last match? Well, I know it's it ended January is when he's got that great mood of tag match, actually. And so, but it's also like who knows? Like, even he figure he puts out uh, even if you say four, like every three months he comes out and does a match. Even you lower that and say every, you know, you know, or yeah, every four months and he does three matches over 2023. Is anybody going to complain? Absolutely not. Like, and so, and it's crazy to me. Like, who would have thought? It, like his last match too. It was the full, or, you know, the full year match. Yet him and Darby. Of course, we're saying this in 2022. Who would have thought that Sting and Darby Allen would be teaming up to beat Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal? Like, and then and Ric Flair is of course almost the day after his retirement retirement match in 2022 has been saying for the next month, every month after that, I'm ready for another match. I want another match like it's only a matter of time before he makes an appearance again somewhere who knows and, and i wonder and it's 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 the same with like sting i i think this about um daniel bryan where's their last match at like i mean yeah yep. i gotta think i mean look i get it like loyalty to aw that's who they work for now but it's like i mean if triple h calls and says look steve we, we, we need you to go out at WrestleMania. There's going to be 100,000 people in 
Philly, in LA, in Vegas, wherever it is, right? Yep. Let, let's 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 have you retire with a proper send off. Yep. That's got to be tough to turn down. I I you know, and this is where it it, it goes back to, and you and I have talked about this before. And like, yes, like there's there is. 30 hours of wrestling every week if you want to watch. Like you can always find a wrestling product. But when people talk about going to WWE is their dream, it is like it, it we're a ways away from it here, but it is the Hollywood WrestleMania, like you said, hundred thousand people. Like, who wouldn't want to be on the roster at that point having a match in that setting? Like, even if, okay, we get the the rumored, you know, Rock, Roman, Maine, whatever it is, like, who, are you going to tell me that someone's like, well, you know, yeah, you know, someone like Sting, I would take a second, like, and be like, hey, like, maybe, like, this is how I go out. Like, give me the 25-minute the send-off that, you know, I didn't get last time and I deserve. Like, have him, you know, have him beat Seth clean or something like that. Like, yeah. you going to tell me that that wouldn't leave a legacy that he deserves? Like, come on. Like, yeah. Well, and, and you know, it's funny. You, you mentioned The Rock. And, you know, The Rock's mentioned before that, hey, there's nothing like the audience. But – he just spent 15 years on this black Adam movie. And mm. from what I understand, it kind of bombed. It did. Yeah. Not like horribly. Like he, he said that they turned the small profit. I've seen other people say it was a complete bomb. I know he's now, and you know, you know this stuff better than I do, but they're not going to continue with black Adam in the um, yes, yes. universe or whatever. So I, I'm saying that to say that like, I'm sure you you know you go through that and you're like, fuck it, I'd rather just work WrestleMania. Like you right. know what I mean? Like that's a lot of work, and it's like, yeah, you know what? I mean, he's already in shape. I mean, you know, he'd, he'd want to bounce around and ring a little bit and maybe get his cardio up or whatever he needs to do. But like right. for the most part, it's like, you know, he's got all the money, but it's like, you know, hey, do I want to spend you know another year making a movie or would I rather you know? get in front of some live audiences, cut some promos and work a 15 minute uh, match against Roman Reigns who can carry me to a pretty damn good match or whoever it is. Yeah. Like, I mean, even yeah. Austin, you know, Austin got the bug and now it looks like he's going to work again. Well, and Cena was back, you know, and so we're going to, we're going to start to see some of that as well too. And so yeah. I think that it's, it's hard. Yeah. The, the, the but at this point, yeah. Black Adam, and there's all kinds of you know other rumors about you know just him kind of ruining it for everybody. But um, at the same time, the Rock's the Rock. You know he's going to come out. You know I was actually thinking about this in the car, and I almost texted you the other day, but then forget what happened. And I just this is for for those of you not aware, Tom and I you know, have been friends for a long time here. But if you were to look at our text message chain, it's all wrestling all the time. And so I don't know why I didn't say, but I was like, you know what? I'd be okay with like him beating the rock on, you know, night two to retain maybe the universal belt. If he lost the belt on night one or something like that. And so, or what, you know, the other belt. So we're ways off from that at this point, but yeah, I, this is, I mean, I say we're a ways off, but like it's four months away. It's nine days at this point. Like it's April 1st. It's, it's creeping up real quick here. And they've, you know, been pulling it as, I mean, 
WrestleMania go Hollywood, like great tagline. And so like we were talking about on some of these other ones. And so um, I think that the stage is set for them to really have, because, and I, I, I was curious, I was actually looking at last year's, and I remember this now, last year's tagline for Mania was the most stupendous two-night event in wrestling, uh, WrestleMania history. And I remember the stupendous being a thing, and that's what people latched on to, um, and just dumb as hell. Um, and so previous to that, it was back in business. That's when they were in Tampa and had that. And so, uh, but I mean, you've got this, uh, just it's almost the perfect setting for why wouldn't you bring people back? Like, is that the Batista, you know, the, the finally his Hall of Fame class? That's the other thing, too. And so he's not he's not officially in the hall right now. And so we still got to do that. And so I think there's just I don't think he'll wrestle because I think he has he, said he won't. But also, like, hey, the big lights of Hollywood, like, yeah, it's it's hard to say no, I'm sure. Well, we'll find we'll find a lot out here pretty quickly. Um not a lot going on in this match, you know. I mean, they're they both look, they both they both look tired. Are they tired from wrestling multiple matches? I don't know. Uh, if they're or they're just selling it, but yeah, they they both yeah. are kind of dragging a little bit here. Um, you know, I, I let me. I'm curious because this this was called the Iron Something, whatever they called the singles and the tag. Um, just what did you man. think of that? Uh, the the Iron Survivor stuff they did on NXT. What did you think of those matches? I thought that was good. Again, you we've said it, we're all for stable. We're all for tournament around here. I think that that still sticks true. I think that um, it's interesting when you pair it with uh, the kind of dirt sheet behind the scenes rumors of, uh, or at least Triple H not being happy with some of the call ups. And like how some of those played out now, whether that is, you know, the, the the creative or how some of those people have just looked on TV and he hasn't been happy with it. I think that it's important for them. I, you know, if they're using it as more of not just a training ground, but a proving ground as well, too, for some of these people to see just kind of like how they're doing. I liked it. I think, you know, the. Mandy Rose situation aside and taking the belt off like we'll talk about that too but like I I was good seeing some different people I think that's one of the problems I have with NXT right now and why I don't watch it as much is because I don't I don't necessarily know everybody that's down there right now like you know there was a time where you know even you and I would went to you know the small show um and NXT shows like you really look for those and then now like even if they were traveling I don't know if I'd want to go like it's 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 hard to get behind some of these people but i think that was a very good idea to get some exposure kind of try something new hey if it didn't work it didn't work behind the scenes they're like nope that wasn't a good thing but it does very much seem to be kind of the brainchild of sean michaels and so i'm not going to question most of that um and kind of where he you know and so even if it's him and triple h great but uh i thought it was good for the exposure if nothing else how about you yeah, I liked it. The only thing I, that I struggle with is like just suspending belief of, hey, in a normal match, it takes 15 minutes to get one pinfall. But in this one, we're getting six pinfalls in, you know, 20 or 30 minutes. So I, I don't like the yeah. I don't like the frequency of the pins. The concept, though, I liked it. I thought the finishes to both were really interesting. Um, I liked it. I mean, again, I, I don't know if I need to see it on the main roster. Or it needs to be a big thing, but. I actually I thought it was pretty good. I thought that entire show was good. Um, I, I, I'm a huge Braun Breaker fan. I think the dude's just really, really good. Yeah, um, 
it'll, it'll be interesting to see when you when you call them up, how you call them up. But um, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's tough for me. Variety, variety of things here. Can he hold him down? He's got him back over one. Two. What did he get him? Oh God, he was so close. He was Good so little close. change there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it looks like I'm, I mean we're coming up on the end of the match here. Um, I mean, really a good back and forth match, but again, it's just you know what, what are we what are we wrestling for here? You know the the some stupid tournament. Mm-hmm. You know what are what are really the stakes? You know, and there really wasn't like you know, the heels like... operating in the baby face function, like you said. So it's just a, it's just kind of a weird dynamic here. Well, in this one, like, well, we'll talk about in the aftermath kind of what happened on this one. And so, yeah, but it, it's it definitely because his wrestle war was what came after this in February. But, uh, yeah, I think the, you know, kind of we were building a little bit with some different stakes here. You got Flair. Oh, just kind of working the groin here at this point. Okay. Yep. Um, and now he's going for the fear four. Nope. Can he hold it? One, two, three. Yes, sir. Into a small package. Go quick. Keeps Flair looking strong. He popped up immediately after that small cradle. The horsemen are in the ring. What's going on here? Ole and Arn Anderson in the ring. You better get out of this thing. Is that stage thing. Flair it's at three thing. levels. Look how huge. Yeah. Well, there you go. Sting won. Good there you match, go. Man. Yeah, nice. All right. Let's get into the aftermath. Oh, it's think? time for That's the bad. aftermath. Overall, like, uh, I don't think it was uh, where the rating had it, but it was still a very good match. I think that, you know, overall with the car, they did a good job of at the end there kind of, you know, surprising us with the story, which I thought was nice. But uh, yeah, not bad. How about you? Kind of odd they're ending the show with an interview with the Road Warriors. I, I've had it run in two, and I was like, what the hell? I went black, and then I was like, what the hell is this? God, like, look this how loaded up these two guys are. Oh, man. Yeah, giant. Yep, absolutely. Especially Hawk on the right. Yeah, gigantic. Yeah, crazy. Okay, so um, as we saw at the end of the match here, where they kind of teased very briefly a kind of uh, you know beat down of Sting, it was actually the uh, the Horsemen kind of raising the hand of Sting on this one, and then them uh, along with the alliance that they had had prior prior to this match, reforming the Four Horsemen with Flair, Sting, Ole, and Arn. Um, this guy then this plays into like we've talked about before, where we we talk around a match where this one uh, while he 
won this match, he was this granted him a number one uh, contender for Flair's NWA World Heavyweight Championship belt at Wrestle War, which was that about two months after this one, that late February. And so um, you had Flair not wanting to lose the belt to him. And so um, Sting actually got kicked out of the Four Horsemen on this one. That was a Clash of Champions 10. Um, and so because he did accept the, the opportunity to have the match against their wishes, they kicked him out. And so unfortunately, as we know, that match never actually took place at Wrestle War because Sting ended up getting hurt. Uh, and Luger was actually chosen as the replacement for that match. And so um, long match, a 40-minute match, Flair actually beating Luger on that match. And so, uh, but then uh, Sting actually returning, uh, actually defeating Flair. It was a great American bash that summer um, for the strap. So, um We've talked. Like we can go back in archives, kind of check out where we talked about some of these other matches. But I think this was one where you really had the, like I said, the reformation of the Horsemen with Sting, and then kind of how that played out. Then also just getting into, you know, trying to cap off this story, even though there was an injury, which was unfortunate. So, um, so this one, the uh, we got the ratings on this one. The match, uh, what nineteen eighty nine? It's hard to find some of these specific write ups, but uh, I will say uh, we did manage to find uh, something here. So the final match, this is on the porch. Uh, the final match saw Sting pin Flair to win the Iron Man competition in the final seconds of a twenty minute match. Uh, Sting won uh, when Flair was attempting a figure four leg lock and was small package for a three count. The match was excellent with Flair. Flair pretty much playing the heel role. After the match, Arn and Ole entered the ring. It looked like there would be a three-on-one attack, but instead all shook hands. Grade A-. minus. And so we're not even in the numbers and the stars at this point. It's the A- minus on this one. So, Tom, I'll let you kick off for us. What are you feeling here? You know, I got this at a, a five. Um, okay. The match was good, but there was, again, the stakes. Uh, who cares about this tournament? Uh, the show was confusing. The tournament was confusing. I didn't think it was their best match. Um, I, I thought it was okay, but you know, again, I, I, I just nothing about this was. Oh, this was you know, go back and watch this one. What about you? I'm with you, actually. I, I'm right there. I was thinking actually like a six until you just said like, oh, the tournament, and I was, I was yeah. So I'm, gonna, I'm gonna put it right with you at a five. Actually, I think this is one where. It, while the match was fine, like it was so convoluted trying to get the tournament, like trying to understand it, like there was nothing wrong about the match. It was technically great. And so, but um, I think that just overall, like when we look at all the aspects of it and also where it stands in the history of these guys' matches, it's just you know it's what it was it was just you know it was you know i say the the weird main event to this card which whatever so um all right i'd like to remind everybody too of course don't forget uh Make sure, again, a little bit extra Christmas money to spend, holiday money to spend, whatever you had. Not only do we have that manscaped.com promo code of payoff and get you 20% off and free shipping, but also classic tees. Love them right here. All kinds of good stuff. Some new products actually in there as well, too, after the holidays and some deals. Uh, you know, make sure you're checking out, like, you know, don't buy, like, you know, the $6 six pack of stuff. Like, get you some stuff that's going to last, different colors, but then 
also they got pants, jackets, hats, everything you could ask for on True Classic Tees or just true, trueclassictees.com or trueclassic.com. Just using our code there. That's payoff25. You're going to get 25% off your entire order uh, and, and anything you got in your cart. So, uh, Tom, it's the end of the new year. Any kind of final wrestling thoughts or anything you know you want to say before we wrap it up? I think next year is going to be a really fun wrestling year. Um, I agree. You know, yep. We've got Cody and Roman Streak and maybe The Rock and maybe Austin and a full year of Triple H in charge. And what's CM Punk going to do? And, you know, AEW's always got drama and <laughs> shit going on. So that'll be fun. Uh, the business side of things, does, does Vince McMahon – come back does he not are we gonna get like a hbo show uh drama of like the the family fallout like what's going on there um it's the wrestling business so who knows we didn't think yep. flair and steamboat were gonna wrestle uh this year and they did so what's yeah. gonna happen next year you know uh, is hulk hogan get into a tag match I mean, <laughs> who the hell knows? And, and jeff that's why i'm never gonna stop watching this shit it, it's it's so much fun. It's it's so exciting. You know, as long as you don't let it consume you and ruin your life and you can just be entertained by it, it's absolutely phenomenal. So uh, I, there's just so much stuff I'm excited for. What about you? Yeah, I, it, hard to disagree with anything you said. Um, I think absolutely that going into 2023, if the if the resolution is anything, it's just to you know, maybe watch something a little different this year, kind of pay attention, you know, um, to maybe, you know, because there is a lot of good wrestling out there. It doesn't have to be WWE. It doesn't even have to be AEW. There's a lot of good things happening there. I think that we're going to see um, – you know, a lot of people shifting as well, too. If, if it's anything like the college transfer portal, it's been over the last few weeks, like there's going to be people moving, there's going to be things happening. And so, uh, but then I think also, like, I think we forget too of like uh, Triple H is trying to build his brand. And it is literally at this point in the first, you know, three months, four months of that. And so I think we're really, I am excited to see where wrestling goes under him, where Vince, you know, 30 plus years he built an empire and kept it going. And it, you know, all these different things that we you know we even now appreciate about wrestling i think uh, we're only starting to kind of scrape the surface of what triple h is going to give us for that and so i think uh being patient even though we don't like being patient as wrestling fans i think that uh, we will see some very good things that come out of 2023 or going into 23 and coming out of 23 because i think we got the the right man at the helm there's the right people kind of uh, you know, steering the ship, you know, with AEW, um, and or excuse me, not with, or I was thinking with WWE, with AEW, who knows if Tony, Tony Khan's gonna, uh, you know, wrap up 20, 2023. But I, so how about one predict, one crazy prediction you have for wrestling in 2023? Instead of just one match, we get a run by Steve Austin, multiple matches, Ooh. maybe a championship. Okay. That'd be uh, impressive. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, out, it's I, out there. Said, oh, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but there, there's my prediction. What about you? Let him run it for a month. I think we are going to see a mass exodus from AEW. Yeah, I think we got some. Con I think we got some contracts ending. I think the behind the scenes is going to finally catch up even more so than it has. Um, 
I, I said, I don't know if Tony Khan is, you know, it's not you and me, but I don't know if Tony Khan is the man to keep running the ship solo. I just don't know if he's got the the infrastructure behind the scenes. But I think with contracts ending and um, just kind of things happening, we're going to see some some crazy uh, moving out of AEW. And so I think 2023 is going to be the year from AEW to WWE. Yours is way better than mine. I completely agree. There you go. So, hey, yeah, we'll see what more? happens. Yeah, of course, man. It's our show. We can do what we want. Mandy Rose does porn this year. Oh, boy. Yeah, that poor, like We're going to talk about that on a future episode because that's part of a larger conversation of, you know, monetizing stuff outside of wrestling and blah, blah, blah. So we are we are going to talk about that maybe, maybe next week. But uh, yeah. this was fun. I am super stoked for next week. You'll, for those listening, you'll know why when we get there. Um, yep. But, Thank you for listening again this year. 52 more matches coming at you in 2023. Thank you, as always, for your support. And we'll see you next week on a new episode of The Payoff.